today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. What digital industries are thriving during social media? Because some of them are. Uh, to delve into this, we're so pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Christopher Alexander, professor at Ryerson School of Media, uh, a.k.a. the video games prof. Uh, Dr. Alexander, <laughs> good to have you with us today. Thank you kindly for having me. I appreciate it. Talk to us a little bit about uh, about what's happening right now. We're spending a lot more time on our devices these days, uh, and and a lot of the stuff that I know you've been teaching about and that you've been exploring and participating in uh, has, I guess, the the word that maybe comes to mind now is mainstream for a lot of us. Oh, I love that. So yeah, uh, it's interesting to point out that as as we saw the onset of the pandemic back in uh, late March of last year video gameplay and, you know, digital uh, apps have gone up significantly. And what's interesting about what you had mentioned is we know that we're spending a little bit more time on our devices, but it's interesting to unpack the nuances of what that is, particularly when it comes to things like digital fitness and issues of what we're really talking about, community. Well, let's let's delve into both of those because I, I had circled that one. The, uh, the digital fitness is something that I'm seeing from an awful lot of people these days. They're relying on this right now. Uh, as as one one friend of mine told me, she says, "So I don't go stir crazy." <laughs> so what's brilliant about digital fitness apps is they're cloaked video games, in my view. And if, when you're setting up your own courses to walk around your own neighborhood and then referencing those courses with your neighbors. That's community. When you're running from zombies, that's community. And that's a fitness <laughs> app. I'll delve into that in a minute. When you're working on uh, looking into issues of charity and you're walking for charity, there are fitness apps around these. When you are hunting pocket-sized monsters, which is still a thing, you're working digitally with a community. So what we're seeing now is people are getting antsy, and the nuanced nature of the antsiness manifests itself in varying ways. Of course, we're seeing social media influencers going in that direction as well. But the way that we come together to celebrate the nuances of how we work out, that's what's of fascination to me. And I think of many that are starting to join the foray of digital fitness. Well, and they're, they're, you're right. They're cloaking it. Instead of simply saying you need to work out for 45 minutes a day or something like that. I mean, I can remember uh, the, 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 I guess one of the games, about two years ago, I guess it was. Remember when Pokemon made a big comeback? Uh, and, yeah. and we knew a, a guy who, a young man who had some physical challenges, uh, but loved this, and and that's how he got his exercise. I mean, you know, if he said, "Hey, you have to go walk for a while," he there's no way he's going to do it. But he starts going and playing Pokemon, and he's all over the place, and and he's getting the exercise, he's having fun. It's 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 really, I guess it's 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 putting a spoonful of sugar in the medicine, isn't it? Absolutely. And when you look at an app like Zombies Run, where you are a character inside of your own world running from zombies and you really delve into that narrative, and you're running, and you hear the sound effects of zombies coming your way from left and right, you lose yourself inside of that narrative, and as I mentioned, you're cloaked within sort of the objective, which is fitness, and it's the same thing with Pokemon Go, so I, I love the way you highlight that. It's actually absolutely brilliant, and I like what these apps are doing for those nuanced ways of connecting with community. Well, we've come a long way from, uh, you know, the, the the simplistic things that we saw way, way back in the early days. How has it evolved, uh, Doctor, to, to the point now where it's it's not just entertainment? It, it, it covers just so many different facets of our life. Well, for me, I used to be, and I still am, an avid user of Strava, the app, right, which sees a significant bump in usage since the pandemic. But as I mentioned previously, that's like Mario Kart for walking, where you're able to create your own courses based in your own neighborhood, and geolocatively, people that are in your same area can look at those courses, if you allow them, of course, and they can challenge those times. You can say, walk up and down the street 10 times route, 
and challenge other people in it. And then if they decide whether they want to come and do the other side of the street or not, you can go back and see. So that respects social distancing as well to see how things, to talk about how things have evolved, but allows for this game, game-like experience of fitness, which to me, that's incredible. I used to set up courses for my peers when I was cycling a lot more frequently. I stopped doing it because I've been cycling with my kids now, and there are very few, uh, well, it's colder now, really, but when I was doing it uh, more frequently. But these are the types of things that we're seeing, the evolution of how we connect with others for different causes, in this case, fitness. I, I, we, we clearly know that, for instance, the pandemic here did not cause the, the huge uh, up up lift of, of, of video games right now this was going on for quite some time I, I used the phrase at the beginning of our conversation that they have become mainstream what brought them to that level uh, uh, instead of this vision that i think some people might have had maybe seven eight years ago doctor with uh that's that's something kids do uh, downstairs on the tv you know with their 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 you know nobody else watching and you know hey you're spending so much screen time uh it's it's a part of everybody's lot everybody most people's lives these days in one way shape or form I agree. And what we're finding is a lot of people have had a chance to sit down and think about, well, what can I do? I had particular stereotypes about what happens beyond the screen. What nuanced experiences are there for me? I had mentioned uh, that there are people that are walk. There's an app called Charity Miles, I believe. And you walk for charity. There's some people that walk. And I think they've released, uh, they've uh, accumulated close to over $2 million across four different charities of people walking. And so that's something if you're like, you know what, I kind of want to give back, but I also want to give to myself in terms of fitness, I can do that. So I think people are starting to learn that there are nuanced and specific experiences that are relative to how they work, when they work, when they're able to work out. And people are acknowledging that physical fitness is a welcomed break to enhance traditional sedentary screen time. Well, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, let's face it, a lot of us are not doing what we would like to do. Uh, you know, you're not going to the gym as much as you did, or maybe even not going at all. You're, in your particular case, of course, you're not cycling enough. Uh, and physical fitness is, is it's really part of the mental health, especially when we're in this rather traumatic time of a pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. There is the uh, Flybits app, which no longer, and I, I don't know when this happened, it doesn't require the app, but it can use the internal GPS on your phone. So you'd activate it, put it in your pocket, walk around see how much you're doing per day, how many calories are burned, and be like, oh, I do quite a lot when I go out, and maybe I'll go for a walk and see what that does. You get a chance to sit with your own data in different ways and figure out how you can modify to get a sense as to knowing yourself, your body, your habits, and how to enhance those. Well, and, and to do it in a, in a different platform. I mean, let's face it. I mean, when, when, when Fitbits came out a few years ago, I mean, everybody was in, hey, i got to get my 10,000 steps in. Uh, it can be a little tedious, you know, walking around on a track as many times as you want, counting the steps. Uh, but if you put an entertainment value into it, and, and it, it, it makes it a whole lot easier to do, first of all. And, and I, I would think it takes the, the, the mental pressure that you feel like, i got to do another 100 steps. How am I going to make this go on? Uh, you're engaged in, in what you're watching and what you're doing. Absolutely. And what I like about what you just said is now people are starting to see what some of the lure for traditional video games is. Because when you're running from zombies, if you're really into the narrative, you're listening to find out where the zombie is going to come next. You're not thinking, well, how many steps am I close to 10,000? You're like, whoa, I'm really getting into this. I can immerse myself in a way that it's a secondary benefit to the narrative. Oh, I'm, I'm working out today. I'm really going to push myself to get away from this particular zombie. Like the, these are the kinds of things that these technologies afford us the ability to do if we seek these kinds of experiences. 
Now, you've been studying these things extensively and teaching about it, too. How do you construct something like this? If you're starting at, at with a blank page or a blank mind or whatever, uh, and you say, i, I got to come up with a new and innovative idea along the lines of, of what uh, Dr. Alexander just been talking about, how do you do that? Where do you begin? Well, the best way is usually how video games function. It starts from the community, and you would start with yourself. What do you want to do? Well, I want to work out, but I only want to do it by lifting one leg. Huh. Well... <laughs> Why don't, I, why don't I see if I can strap a phone or put my phone in my pocket and see if I can get the reading of the gyro sensor for one leg lift? And then you create an I'm just making this up right now. You can make an app called the One Leg Lift Challenge and see how many people take I make Somebody can have that idea. Please give me some royalties or shares if you're listening to this. Anyway, so it, it's a situation where starting from what you have, you can build something because you can almost guarantee that how you feel about your limited time, your limited mobility, there's at least one other person out there that could benefit from that idea. Yeah, we tended to, I guess, if we were sitting around a house here these days, especially for the last eight or nine months, uh, thinking of ourselves in a singular fashion. But there are other people out there that, as you say, if you come up with an idea that could benefit from this, uh, and, and, and that's that's a fascinating part of this. I mean, it's, it's the old idea about throwing something out on any social media platform and, you know, being surprised at the response you get. I mean, there are people that will respond to it and say, hey, how come I didn't think of that? Or, hey, I'm glad you did think of that. Mm, absolutely. And so, as mentioned, it's a chance for us to think about what would work for us. And then, do you think that that could work for other people? Like, there are a number of influencers who have ch ch children, and they talk about what it's like to work out with children. Some people working out with their kids on their backs, for example, and doing push-ups. There are all these things that are nuanced, as mentioned previously, that allow us, afford us the opportunities to think about how we can engage with our own bodies, our health, but also a community that may connect with us regardless of what, of what ability they themselves have or do not have. Doctor, is there any way to quantify how many people have actually gravitated toward this uh, platform and are using these uh, that maybe didn't before the, the pandemic struck? And we, let's face it, had to alter our lifestyle significantly in many cases. That, that it, it now, just seems to, it seems to be a thing now that maybe wasn't for an awful lot of people before February of this year. Yeah, well, the, the statistic that I'm familiar with, obviously, is the video game play one, which is yeah. up 75% as a result of the pandemic. But I'm not sure the nuance of how many of those might fall, how many digital fitness apps might fall into that gap. But we know it is increasing. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I don't have any hard statistics off the top of my head, unfortunately, outside of the video games realm. I but anecdotally, I would, I would think that it had to be significant. Absolutely, absolutely. And you can see it when people are walking around, what they're talking about. You can see it if you sign up for a particular app, how many users are doing what in particular areas. So, yeah, those, those can be seen. It's, it's fascinating to see how and, and who, not just how people are doing this, but who is doing this, people that you never would have thought would have been involved in this. But uh, it's, it's one of these things where once you get exposed to it, you realize that it, it, you know, it's, 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 it's different, uh, and at the same time it's helpful to you, uh, both physically and mentally in situations like that. And uh, that's, that's when you get into this, uh, this euphoric feel that you, you just want to keep on doing this. And I know some people say that's addictive. Uh, you know, it's, it's the fact that it's good for you, I think, is what makes it addictive. I agree, and many of the social influencers and users of these applications are pairing that with things like, well, what kind of meals can you eat to supplement walking for a long time? And wait here, hold on a second. You might be interested in making your own foods without gluten, for example. Well, okay, I also use this app, and here are some gluten-free recipes. So again, we're talking about nuance. You can go down a fairly long path to find a, a very customized experience for yourself. So it's a very interesting time that we're in, but the critical part of it all is be bold enough 
to search for an experience that resonates with you. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up. That's an interesting point because we heard, uh, I guess, in the early days of this, maybe heading into the summer months, uh, about, you know, the pandemic 15. People were putting weight on because they weren't going to the gym. They weren't exercising to the same extent. Uh, but you open up a, a whole new world for them when they do this. And, and it's not just, as you say, uh, playing a game or in, inventing a game, as the, as the case might be. It's a lifestyle change. And I know people that have done that, that have decided, yeah, we're going to do this now. And they have looked for those choices, whether it's gluten-free or whether it's to, to go meatless, any number of different things. It, it opens your mind up to different possibilities that previously you maybe didn't even consider. Absolutely. And to go back to your point of starting at home, if you look at somebody online like Simeon Panda, who started off working out at home for, I think, uh, five years, he now has 2.28 million subscribers on YouTube. And he talks to you about how to work out, what to eat, things for beginners, how to work on squats. Like he's got a massive following, followers. And those are some of the nuanced things that show you, hold on a second, I can start at home. He recently put out a video addressing now that people are at home, locked in their homes, here are some workouts you can do that don't stop your progress towards what you were trying to do. So again, nuanced experience, experiences created by uh, influencers and geniuses. Of course, you'll take a look at Simeon Panda and be like, okay, Simeon works out, for example. Where would you start? If, if somebody's listening to our conversation right now and said, I, I never knew about this stuff. I, uh, I, I got to get into this. This sounds fascinating. This could be the answer to all of my frustrations. Where do they go? How do they begin? Well, as I mentioned, it's nuanced, so I can give my own story. For me, yeah, I yeah. was interested in, in abs. So I was, I was looking at Simeon Panda's page, and he was talking about what the secret to abs was. He starts off in his beautiful video. I don't want to spoil, but he shows you what the secret is. And then he explains about body fat and how that first needs to get reduced as a means of starting to work towards abs. And I didn't know that. And then he supplements them with exercises. So I started with myself, what my interests were. And then I delved into Simeon Panda. I learned a little bit more about what he was doing. And I started, oh, wow, he's saying a lot of things that resonate towards me. So what I would say to anybody listening right now, where do you want to start? Start with that. And then you'll find, you will find somebody, something, some experience that mirrors in some way, shape, or form, and just read. Educate yourselves a little bit more about it, and if it resonates with you, maybe move toward that direction. There's, it's a whole new world now, isn't it? It is. It's a, I, I would argue in some ways it's a fascinating new world that is in some ways starting to unlock different po possibilities and potential for people who maybe didn't think that this was possible, didn't think that they could grab soup cans and do lifts regularly, didn't think that they could just do standing on one leg for a certain amount of things. And remember, I'm no physician. I'm a doctor of the mind, not a doctor of the body. So uh, there are different things you can find around the house that will help you work out. It's an incredible revolutionary time, depending on how you look at it. Well, especially, as I say, to go full circle on this, I mean, in, in the advent of this, I mean, it was, hey, don't waste your time on the, in front of a screen with video games. You know, go do something useful with your time. Now this could actually, for many of us, uh, be the lifesaver for us to try to get us back on track after a, a, an ugly 10 months. Absolutely. And if we can start dispelling the, the, some of the stereotypes surrounding video games and looking at the properties of video games, which, which things like interactivity, engagement, and now health and wellness, then we can start to categorize things beyond what we normally title as video games. Because, for example, if we go back to Pokemon Go, there has yet to be any statistical announcement 
um, of how much kilometric data was generated by Pokemon Go to date. There is a number that uh, Niantic Games has of how far people are walking, where they're walking to, how long, how many per user. That kind of data is monumental to show people, to dispel stereotypes, and explain, whoa, people are walking an awful lot. Some people like to make fun of the Pokemon goers. If you started realizing, whoa, all these Pokemon goers are going outside and walking, and in some cases talking to people, even at a distance, they're like, whoa, they're really putting in the work. Well, yeah, that, I'm glad you brought that up because there is a social element to this as well. I mean, notwithstanding the fact that we have to be careful, well, as you mentioned, distancing and everything else, uh, even people that may have some, some problems with that uh, can break through some of those barriers and do it through, uh, through the, the stuff that they're using with, uh, with their devices. Absolutely. There are times of days, and if you go back to Strava, the times with, in which you complete a course are not relative to set certain times of day. There are marathons that happen, some in real time and some not in real time. And I think some like 44% of Strava users are doing uh, solo marathons on their own. So that data is indicative of people respecting social dis distance and people respecting their own time and, you know, taking things in stride with their own lifestyle and potential and ability. Well, I know so many people that have been exposed to this and just love it now. And it, it, as, as you say, it's become part of their, their lifestyle, their adopted lifestyle. Uh, I guess the last question we'll ask you here is, is it, it, in your experience, for people that have gone down that road and, 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 and discovered, rather, that, that this can actually be a benefit to their lives, when we come out of this pandemic at the other end, uh, do you think they can hang on? Is, is this going to stay and maintain as part of their lives? I think so. Once you look at, now remember, you're talking to somebody who had a Nintendo DS that had a pedometer in it and would close his Game Boy and walk around and count his steps. But I absolutely believe that if you've been looking at an app like Strava and you're starting to map where you walk around and you realize, hold on, there's a route to work. Can I walk a little bit further before getting on public transit if I need to? Uh, and, and start timing that. I think these are things where they're starting to see their own behaviors and habits and they're working with their own data to be like, okay, I can help myself. I can help others around me. I can move forward while doing work, while playing, while spending time with my kids, while doing other things. I'm expelling energy, and now I can see that. What does that mean for me? Well, I shouldn't be so hard on myself because, actually, I walk this amount of steps per day. So I do believe it's something that can and should stick with us in some way, shape, or form once we get to the other side of this. Fascinating. Uh, Dr. Christopher Alexander, professor at Ryerson School, uh, the video games prof. Uh, I'm so glad you, you had some time for us today. I've talked to so many people about this over the last couple of months, and I figured we need, we need to get somebody on that can explain this, this phenomenon. And it's not becoming a phenomenon now. It's becoming a mainstream element for so many people. Thanks so much for this today. Thank you. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.